Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. This is the most important thing you can listen to today. On today's episode of Capital Hacking. I call it financial literacy, financial education. You've got to learn about money today. And you're in the right place at the right time because you're learning the fundamentals of money. Assets versus liabilities. You don't have to go to Harvard to buy assets. You don't really need to go to school to buy assets. I have a dream. With great power comes great responsibility. I can do this all day. This is it. Don't get scared now. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! She said you had a story out of nowhere. It's in the home! That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Capital Hacking has come of age. This is Josh McCallum, the proud host, humble servant to the millions of listeners, with the illustrious... Eric Cabral. I am really happy and proud to be here for this moment. I'm so glad you're you're announcing what's about to happen. For this, folks. this is a show, I've, obviously, we've hyped it a few days in, in the beginning here, where we have um, a, an important social and cultural icon as a VIP guest on the show. Yeah. Eric, you always say that your life changed as you started to learn more about Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, I mean, we're so blessed uh, to have him on the show and for him to be in our circle and, and part of the community because he drastically changed my life and the course of many people's lives, you know, that, uh, that I'm, you know, next to and are in my network. You know, um, the the book we're all alluding to here and by the way, you hear a somber seriousness in our voice for some reason. Like, like somebody as if he passed. He did not pass away. The guy is he's thriving. <laughs> Mr. Robin Kiyosaki, though, he did just pass forty-one million books sold. He did oh. crest over that. I had no idea. And this book right here called "The Rich Dad Poor Dad" or "Rich Dad Poor Dad." And what it teaches uh, really changed most young entrepreneurs' lives about twenty years ago when it came out. Yeah. It's still changing lives. I mean, I, I only discovered it, you know, a few years ago. Oh, really? So, yeah. you know, you, I would say that you, you find people that do like it and other people that are, dismiss it. I remember meeting really, really successful people. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a cute book. Yeah. It's funny because my, my wife read it in high school. And then when she saw me reading it, she was like, oh, I read that already. It's a cute book. But it has to hit you at the right time in your life, right? The teacher shows up when the student is ready. That is such a true statement. Yeah. Has there ever been a truer statement said that, that the teacher arrives when the student is ready? Yeah. And that's the thing here. So let's talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We're about to have Robert Kiyosaki on. And the truth is his interview is very succinct. So we're going to make sure you understand where who he is for those few listeners left that don't know who he is. So we're going to do a little pre-introduction of him. We're going to give you his actual words to you and our community and then we'll, you know, we'll have a chance to really digest it. But let's talk about who he is for a second. This book, yeah. uh, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was a mm-hmm. book, he, it's often called The Purple Book. And many of our friends who we have on the show, almost everyone we've had on the show when we ask them about their book is one of the most important books for them was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Exactly. And I like to call it The Purple Pill because, you know, oh. there was the blue pill, the red pill and the, and the blue pill in the Matrix. And this was the purple pill that we took to go down the rabbit hole to completely change and recode and reprogram your mindset. 
and that's really what it did for me. It really opened my eyes to another world of investing and investing in yourself and investing in others and building human capital, which is what this show is all about, and then eventually building you know, capital, capital to help you invest. Yeah, I mean, let's go through and just give our audience a little bit of background on the book. I mean, so the book comes out, 41 million have been sold. It was in the, you know what it was? It was actually a sales tool. I don't know if you know this, but he had created a, a, a game, a board game um, called Cashflow. Mm -hmm. And it was all about escaping the race. Did that come first? Rat race. Yeah, the board game came no first. No way! Isn't that ironically true? I had no idea. And then he drafted this book because it had almost he could not get any sales. Literally selling the game out of his car. <laughs> and it was just a passion for him. So this is actually yeah. very salient. Yeah. So here at the beginning of our description of him, he wrote the book in order to explain the game. Now, I'll explain the game in a second. But his entire – and I've had a couple good conversations with him now – one of which we recorded. And when I explain this to you, it's gonna you're not gonna believe me, but his real mission in life right now is he believes he needs to be a good teacher. Mm -hmm. He just believes he needs to be a good teacher. Clearly he has assets and, and plenty of financial means, so that's not that important to him. He doesn't really care so much about each dollar he could make. You'll see that in how how supportive he was of capital hacking, how supportive he actually drafted one of the best ever endorsements because he just loved what you and I are doing here, brother. But um the point is he was built to teach, and, and um, yeah, I've been able to be uh, with him a few times now, and it, it, he, that's what he's here to do. So he had started this board game called Cashflow, and what it is is a simplistic board game that teaches you how to write a balance sheet mm -hmm. and to execute on business opportunities. So that sounds hard, <laughs> yeah. but it's a lot like Monopoly. Exactly. It's a very approachable way to get your mind into that set. So um, when I experienced playing it, it's exactly that. It looks like Monopoly. It feels like Monopoly. But there are certain aspects to the game that are different, very different. You know what the number one difference is? And by the way, I hope everybody's sitting down because some wise person, Seth Bakaram, he explained this to me. He's going to be on our show soon uh, because he's a facilitator of the game. So mm -hmm. is Sean Gray, by the way. They both know how to facilitate the game oh, okay. in, in big event settings. They said there's one major difference between this and Monopoly. Mm -hmm. The game Cash Flow, created by Robert Kiyosaki and his wife, Kim Kiyosaki, is based on abundance. Remember Monopoly? You have to win by killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to go bankrupt before you can win. Yeah. In cash flow, everyone becomes multimillionaires, mm -hmm. and whoever gets ahead of the most wins the most. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're crushed. And as a matter of fact, there's collaboration in the game, mm -hmm. and there's an opportunity to see business really what it is, you know, yeah. utilization of resources, of capital, of power. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's enough talking about the game. So he writes this book as a sales tool to sell his board game. Mm. does not do so well. I actually met Tom Burns, who was one of the original buyers of the first role, re, uh, release of the books. He bought it at a car wash. It was doing so poorly that Robert left certain piles of books at different outlets, including car washes. Wow. And Tom was going through the car wash and bought it. There's so many crazy stories I can tell you. But all of these great people share with us. They can tell us. They can remember the beginning of when the book wasn't working and nobody cared. Mm. So then you say, well, then why is it so important? So let's let's unpack it for a minute. Mm -hmm. Robert goes through and explains in his life, this is based on his story in Hawaii, that his dad was rich, was poor. His dad was poor, yeah, he was, he even was, though he was middle class, wealthy. Right. Meaning he was a professor at the university. Mm -hmm. Highly He's, educated. Highly educated, three degrees, mm -hmm. PhDs. But he was poor. And Robert explains he was poor because he felt 
that money was a burden and that was only only achieved by going to college, mm-hmm. getting a degree, and um, working for a big company. Mm-hmm. Whereas his next door neighbor was poor. It looked like he was poor because he lived in a humble house, but his dad owned businesses, which created cash flow. Mm-hmm. And then from those cash flows, they had financial independence. And yeah. so this is the bottom of the story, the beginning of the story. First principle he teaches. Now, when I tell you this, what do you think this means? The rich don't work for money. Uh, they just sit back and they collect checks. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? you were telling me the other day that your internship uh, promo for uh, unpaid internship went, yeah. was met with uh, hatred, but hatred. it's the same principle. It's the same exact principle. So, yeah. Well, so On Air Brands put out a, an ad because we want to have some interns come in and, and to learn and to grow with us. Um, and it was an unpaid internship, and w- it was venomous, the, the response t- to it. And it made me think of Kiyosaki's message. And, and what he's often telling people is that um, seek to earn more, to learn more than to earn, right? And that in the short term, you may l- earn less, but in the long term, it's going to pay dividends, right? So it's more about not how much money am I making, but what am I going to become when I come out of this process? And who, how much more valuable am I going to be in the market? Exactly. So one of the chapters is called Work to Learn, Don't Work for Money. So uh, that's one key principle. Another shocking principle um, that is, is throughout the whole book is that uh, money is an idea, and, you know, so he, he helps you reprogram and think of it not as this massive impossible thing, but mm-hmm. as an idea that really uh, you can create an idea to attract it to you. Yeah. But but he also talks about how money is an agreement, right? It's not a physical thing that people often think it is. It's an agreement between two people that I say this is what it's worth and this is what you're worth. And that's and it's 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 an idea and it's a concept. And you have to be able to leverage those concepts in different ways. Yeah. I be mean, creative. There's so much here. As a matter of fact, here's one big thing he loves to teach. And so you'll, you'll, we'll, we're going to segue here into his episode with us where he and I talk all about financial literacy. Remember we shared with you that the man is a, is a born teacher now. It's what he feels his calling is for the rest of his life. And his mission is to teach financial literacy. And he's going to say this over and over again whenever you hear him or whenever you read his books that for some reason schools don't teach people how to attract money into their life. They teach people how to get a job mm-hmm. or to have a skill or to do mindless stuff, but they don't make money easy to understand. Right. And he thinks there's a reason for that. It's by design, yeah. He thinks it's by design, but so what's the cracking the code? What was the cracking the code for you that you talked about a minute ago, Eric? It, it, it was really... Reprogramming? It, it was reprogramming. It was having money work for me, you know, investing it, investing it and minimizing the risk. Right, because as investors, um, we have to learn how money works and what are the tools and strategies that uh, the successful and you know quote unquote rich people um, leverage is is really the rules that we all play by. You have to learn the rules of the game, like cash flow. So once you learn the rules of the game and you operate within those rules, you can benefit just like Trump, Rockefeller, and all these guys that people are often, you know, uh, poo pooing. It's 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 really. An opportunity for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. He does actually believe in abundance. So it's not that we, when you earn a living uh, by becoming an investor and entrepreneur, it doesn't mean you're taking anything. You'll find that in our whole conversation today was all about giving our time and energy, he and I, to financial literacy. So we won't keep you much longer here. But this intro, I'm going to read a quote from our friend uh, Robert Kiyosaki. 
and he says, you know, he has a little bit of a negative bent towards traditional schooling. He loves the school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. So he says, quote, in school, we learn that mistakes are bad and we are punished for making them. Yet, if you look at the the way humans are designed to learn, we learn by making mistakes. We learn to walk by falling down. If you never fall down, you will never walk, Robert Kiyosaki. So his point is embrace failure. Now, this is a, a mission critical you know, teaching for us uh, in my life is to just not fear failure, mm-hmm. not seek it, seek win. But when failure comes, you just overcome yeah. and then you're stronger and you actually do win. By the way, when do you lose? You can never really become a failure until you stop trying to until win. Until you stop trying to win. So just getting back up allows you to, uh, to just always have a chance to win. And, and you're never going to fail until you stop getting up. So without any further ado, I want to share with you a conversation between ourselves and Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, We had the privilege of being with him on a very special trip on a cruise ship. We got to spend seven days with him. This is an excerpt from a time when he and I sat down to talk about what we're doing at our day job. Now, remember our passion, Eric, of course, you and I love being on podcasts and, and, and hosting these shows, Capital Hacking and Entrepreneur Circle, but we do have day jobs. And for me, my day job is, is a privilege of working with Viva May Hospitality, building beautiful resorts and working with everyone from dishwashers to presidents, to vice presidents, to guests, to brides, to winemakers, to golf pros. So we we believe that everyone has a privilege, has a chance. They, we say everyone has infinite dignity and worth. And it's anything I can do to help their life get better, I try to do. And for us, there's a whole educational program of financial literacy. We call it Viva May Values, Viva May Master Course. Um, and he and I have a whole dialogue about it. Mm, yeah. And before we jump into Mr. Kiyosaki's conversation, I wanted to highlight the fact that you have taken a page literally from Kiyosaki and you've injected and embedded that into your culture at Viva May, you know, because I've been privileged to to witness it on several occasions and you talking to your staff and, you know, you are the rich dad. I mean, you yes, you are the you, you're the rich dad in the scenario here because you're educating and you're empowering your staff and, and the culture there is is all about learning and educating and becoming financially literate and, and empowering them and giving them the tools which is their mind and their mindset. That's true. He, you know? he, he, well, it's an honor that, to be to be thanked by you like that. I mean, I appreciate you being able to come to some of these events, uh, and we always leave them open to the public. But in our business, uh, Eric, not any there's there's so many good people that work with us. Not many of us can make a massive living in hospitality because hospitality is a humble business, and done with love, it's a beautiful, powerful business. But we always say, but we want our people to have their own financial freedom. How can we help them get there? Is we believe it's it's uncoding money. Yeah. So here is an incredible opportunity to listen and learn from Robert Kiyosaki. It's an honor to talk to you for a minute. Um, our dream is for you to, first of all, you and I just talked about our staff because my day job is running resorts and is raising it? capital to build resorts. And I was super grateful you signed the book uh, for the team. We have about 12 people come every month, voluntary, not paid, to learn financial literacy. What would you tell them since it's they're brand new into it? We've done three months now. What would you say to them is the beginning of learning how to re-envision that financial well, literacy? Well, first of all, it's, it's, they're fortunate to have somebody like you who's concerned about their future. Well, thank you. Because as you know, our schools teach us nothing about money. 
And <clears throat> it's one of the saddest things is that my whole family were school teachers. And they were okay as long as the government paycheck worked. And, um, but they thought they were super intelligent until they lost that paycheck. And my, it was my poor dad, and the story of rich dad, poor dad, my real dad, is when he lost his government paycheck and his government pension, he found out how poor he was. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm afraid that's going to accelerate from here on in with the stock market not performing and pensions not performing and plus um, the theft of the money out of these pensions is just disgusting. We, so that's what concerns me. So to all the staff that are learning, may this be the start of a new life. And, and not only is it, there's one salient thing you just said to us yesterday in a seminar. You said, remind everybody the difference between assets and liabilities. You're the master of writing the simple book that helped us all get started 20 plus years ago. Can you, for our team, would you, this will be like the lesson we teach in class, you know, when we get together. What is the difference for us as we are beginning financial literacy? What is the difference between an asset and a liability? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who have already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. Well, <clears throat> I call it financial literacy, financial education. You must understand financial statements. Income expense, asset liability, statement of cash flow, this number of other financial reporting systems. I don't know any of that stuff, but I have smart accountants. <laughs> I hire accountants. You know, I was, I was a C student in school, and I was sat next to the A students, generally a girl, <laughs> and I uh, kind of uh, cooperated during test time. Of course, my teacher <laughs> called that cooperation. Cheating! <laughs> but I didn't realize that that's what capitalists do. You know, capitalists hire the smartest bookkeepers, accountants, attorneys. You don't have to be the smartest, but you have to know what's important in the formation of capital, of money. So for those, you know, for those who are just learning assets and liabilities, income expense, and statement of cash flow, very simply, my rich dad taught me Assets put money in your pocket whether you work or not. Let me repeat that again. Assets put money in your pocket whether you work or not. And a liability will take money from your pocket whether you work or not. So let's say you buy a house and you lose your job. Guess what? That house sucks cash out of your pocket every single month. And in 2008, a lot of people found out the hard way that their house was not an asset. It was a liability. Meanwhile... I had in 2008, I probably had a thousand rental units. So every month after 2008, whether I worked or not, a thousand guys sent me a check. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, and, and then the government gave me a tax break on top of it. Right. That's financial literacy. The government wants us to be rich, except our school system teaches us to be employees of the rich. So your employees right now are very fortunate because they have a capitalist like you teaching them what you know and why you're the you're the guy that owns the place and they work for the place but for us it's a you know like it's a mission in our little lives too and, and we think 
from listening to you, it be, it's become a major mission in your life to teach this. I mean, I, I've watched you, and your passion is an 11 out of 10 for teaching. And we, we appreciate what you've done. And you know how gold this little recording's gonna be when I take it back, and we actually do the recording. So if you wanna even say hello to these guys, they're, uh, it's called the Viva May Masterclass. And they're watching you right now. This is Mr. Robert Kiyosaki, the world famous <clears throat> author. And he likes what you're doing in Viva May Masterclass, guys. So congratulations, you guys are very lucky. You know, you're in the right place at the right time. And this is the, this is the perfect time to start increasing your financial education and your literacy. Because, you know, what does school teach us about money? Nothing. <laughs> you know, and we learn from, I mean, school teachers, most of them are good people. Probably 60% are good people. 40% <laughs> should be fired because they flunk me all the time. But anyway, you've got to learn about money today. And you're, you're in the right place at the right time because you're learning the fundamentals of money, assets versus liabilities. You, you will love and, it. And uh, you don't have to go to Harvard to buy assets. You know, you don't really need to go to school to buy assets. We just taught this last month. We talked about how the people who you have, I, I'm sure it's similar in your case, but the people that have figured out life usually got hit pretty hard as a young guy and learned how to get back up. It's the Rocky story, you know, for myself. I've listened to your story. You sound like you've had some hard knocks. And it's the people, it's, and you know what? So of our team, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, you get kicked down every once in a while. You start again as a waiter or a bartender yeah. and you dig back out, correct? Well, a loser is somebody who can't stand up. You know, and a winner is somebody stands up and kicks the crap out of the guy the next time. The next time. Yeah. And um, that's what I really disliked about school. They said if you, if you made a mistake, you were stupid. You were done forever. Yeah. That's not true. Not true. How many mistakes have you made? How many mistakes have I made? This week. You yeah. know, we make I, I've been day. down so many times. You know, I've lost millions. And all it did was you could, I stayed down for about a year or two. <laughs> then I'm back up again. I'm coming at you again, you know. And that's the story of Rocky. He stood up again. He stood up. And so for all of you, I don't care how many times you've been knocked down. If you stay down, you're a loser. You stand up, you become a winner because then you take what you've learned and you go after him again. And you don't have to hate the other person, you know. In life, there's always opposition. That's you know? right. Always going to be opposition. You say something's up, somebody's going to say it's Sounds down. Good. Somebody's going to say you're smart, somebody's going to say you're stupid. The thing I found out is that the people who think they're smart may be the biggest losers of all yeah. because they went to school. They won't listen. They won't yeah. learn. And they think I have a college degree, but they don't really know anything about money. That was my whole family. Good, good people. But if they lost that government job and when they lost that government pension, gone. They couldn't stand up again. So that was the story of my poor dad. He was a great man, superintendent of education, PhD from Stanford, Northwestern University of Chicago. Amazing credential. Yeah. It's a pleasure meeting you, buddy. It's a pleasure working with you. Thank you, sir. Wow. Wow. You made it, everybody. Thank you so much. Eric and I have always said that the people who join us at the end get the pearl and the prize. Awesome. Folks, don't forget to like and share and love what we're doing on social media. If you want to hit up Josh, you want to hit me up. Those are the best places to find us. We are always camped out and ready to talk and <laughs> put we the fire on. We stand by on social media. Absolutely. By, by the way, I know we're on Capital Hacking at Instagram, Capital Hacking on Facebook, and Capital Hacking on my personal favorite, LinkedIn. Yes, because you can always find major players on LinkedIn. I know your favorite. These are some power players on LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn always. Gary V, he's Gary. my boy. <laughs> but uh, Gary V also talks about the power of Instagram. So if you also want to find us there, we're doing a lot of really cool, sexy things on Instagram. So always <laughs> you can reach out and DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or you want our time. We are always camped out and, and, and living there as well. We will get right back to you. And just like we always say, you are now part of the team. This is a team that's here to add value to your life. And thank you for adding so much value to our life. Remember to share this podcast. Helps us grow it bigger and bigger each week. And we appreciate you posting a review on iTunes. You cannot believe how powerful that is. Absolutely. Like and share this with anyone and everyone that you think it will add value to. And we appreciate all of that love and support. And do not forget, with great power comes comes great great responsibility. responsibility. Are you ready to invest in real estate but don't have the time or enough education to do it by yourself? Accountable Equity helps accredited investors who are looking for tax-advantaged investments. So anyone looking for a team of professionals who hold themselves accountable with theirs and your real estate investments, Accountable Equity is your boots-on-the-ground team. Their mission is to bring private offerings to their investors and their clients. With a team of committed and experienced investors themselves, Accountable Equity is always looking for partners to participate in alternative investments which extend beyond publicly traded equities like stocks. Accountable Equity makes alternative passive cash flow possible for more people than ever before in our economy. To find out more, visit AccountableEquity.com. That's AccountableEquity.com. Or look for them on LinkedIn or Facebook. That's AccountableEquity.com or Accountable Equity. That's Accountable Equity, your partner for true passive real estate investments.